Courtney. Hey, Sasha. What does the skeleton chef say before he allows you to enjoy his meal? I don't know. What? Bone appetit. I thought that's what he said. It's spooper! <laughs> talked about Bon Appetit in our last episode, and I've yeah, been thinking about Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit. And pie. Uh, and pie. And yes. pie. Welcome back to Spoop Hour, a paranormal you... comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies. I'm Sasha. I'm Courtney. Remember how in our first episode we had pie, and we were like, pie tunes? Oh, yeah. Find us it, on pie tunes. Leave com- us a review on pie tunes. Yeah. Speaking of reviews on pie tunes, do you want to hear one? I would love to hear one. We're coming full circle with pie, you pie. guys. All right. From Lindsay, 33 Pulp, I wonder who that could be. Huh. Huh. In the subject line is fun and spooky, Lindsay writes, This super fun pod relays spooky stories with humor and levity. I think maybe lore plus women plus grocery store donuts plus banter. (laughs) That is 100% the recipe for this podcast. That really is. That's it. Give me some grocery store donuts. Give me some lore. I should have brought you my grocery store donuts last weekend. I did almost buy us. It was a couple weeks ago, but my grocery store had apple cider donuts, and I was like, Mm. I'm going to buy these. And then I was like, Courtney, no, you're going to eat all of them before it's time to record, and then nobody gets donuts except for you. And then I was like, that sounds great. And then I was like, Courtney, no. Anyway, (laughs) Lindsay writes... They also are very actively cultivating a community, evidence in their open invitation to send in your own creepy stories. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Lindsay. And she wrote that, I think, before we were, like, actually buddies. Oh, wow. So, thanks, Lindsay. There is another one from Mellow Snoogans. (laughs) I love that name. Oh, that one. I saw that one. That's why I was like, we got to start reading this. Yeah. This one made me emotional. This is really cute. So, the title is Funny Spoop. Yay! If you want to be freaked out by stories of ghosts, cryptids, and shipwrecks while simultaneously laughing your butt off at an inappropriate jokes, this is the podcast for you. Yay! Courtney and Sasha have a genuine chemistry that makes listening feel like you're goofing around a coffee table with your best friends. Yay! I love that they take listener stories. Don't we all have a spooky thing that's happened to us? If you do, send it to us. Thank you, Mellow Snoogans. Yes! That's Aww. so cute. I love that. That's really sweet. Yeah, send us your stories, spoophour at gmail.com, or your mm-hmm. selfies, or your Halloween costume ideas. Or a picture of a Smithfield ham. <laughs> or a picture of a Smithfield ham. <laughs> pretty ham. much whatever. Just yeah. send us something. It's cool. I went to Whole Foods today and just like be like beeline past the, the meat ham section, section and like just straight to the bakery to get our chocolate croissants. Which for this we have, episode. you guys. Um, but I didn't think to like try to go see if there's Smithfield ham. But I'm sure I'm going to go to like Wegmans or something in yeah. the next couple of days, so I will go find a Smithfield ham. Yeah. Also, find us online at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Instagram, we're doing 31 days of Halloween. What, what? So go ahead and peep our Instagram story. You can also check those out on Twitter. It's basically just the pictures we took when we went to the Halloween selfie pop-up run by American Scream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, come go check that out. It's going to be great. And I do actually have, did anything spooky happen to you in the like 20 minutes it's been since we recorded our other episode? <laughs> no? I remembered something spooky that happened no, to you. No, but tell, tell me your spooky thing and I'll remember a spooky thing. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So I have been watching, I've been re-watching Riverdale from the beginning. Yeah, you have. Because that's where I'm at in my life. I'm, yes. At the time you're listening to this, I believe I am almost 30. So I'm even closer to 30 than I currently am, and I'm re-watching Riverdale, a show for teenagers. But I don't think they appreciate it, the way I do. I don't Is think... I, I teach teenagers. And Are they watching Riverdale? <laughs> Some of them watch Riverdale, but they don't appreciate it for the campiness. They couldn't appre- possibly. They couldn't possibly appreciate Riverdale the way we appreciate Riverdale. They just think the actors are cute. I mean, they're not wrong. They they're are, not wrong. They but are. But there's so much more to like have about you, Riverdale. Have you seen Cole Sprouse? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so... 
two things actually with my spooky rewatch of Riverdale. So I'm now in season three, which is where shit gets like spooky weird. And there's like the gargoyle king who looks like my nightmares because it's like bones and sticks and like people slowly turning, which I hate. And very tall. And very tall, which is upsetting. Anyway, I was rewatching Riverdale last night and I have a lot of stuff to get done before I go to the conference, like mm-hmm. in terms of both work stuff and like household things. Yeah. So last night I was doing my pre-conference laundry and it was running a little late. So I ended up going to bed at like 1130. So I was rewatching Riverdale and I got to the point they just spotted the Gargoyle King and it's like 1030 and I'm like, it's too late for me to be watching this. This is not going to go well for me. But you kept watching. But I kept watching it like a dummy. So then like the dryer we have plays the little song because it plays a song when it's done. And I'm like, great, I'm going to go down. I'm going to get that laundry. Then I'm going to go to bed. And so I come down the dark basement stairs. I go into the dark laundry room. And as I'm pulling laundry out of the dryer, I just have this moment of someone standing on the other end of the laundry room, aren't they? And I just had that stupid gargoyle king in my head. So I like real quick turn. And of course there was nobody there, but I did kind of spook myself. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to put this thought away. And I'm going to deal with this thought tomorrow because I'm tired and I don't want to think about it anymore. A lot of this house is not scary. But I will tell you, when I did laundry here, (laughs) it's the worst. If I was alone in the house, I was always scared. Yeah. There's something about the laundry room. I don't know what it was, but I think it's because there's that little nook too. Oh, yeah. I do do not like that nook. nook. I don't care for that nook. In my mind, you know how there's like the floor kind of ends and then there's the gap before the wall starts? Mm -hmm. That's where I thought the person was going to be. And I was like, (laughs) and then the other spooky thing, I was watching the Riverdale episode this morning where they're all playing their parents as young people Mm -hmm. so like which is a fun episode it's it's very silly and very fun but like the guy they got to be young Hiram Lodge I'm like where did they find this kid he sounds exactly like Mark Consuelos and I was like they've got to be related and so I pulled it up and it is in fact his son but he looks so much like his dad would have must have looked as a kid and his voice is exactly like for a second I was like are they dubbing Mark Consuelos's voice in for this kid and then mm. I looked it up and I'm like, oh, thank God it's his son. But I was genuinely spooked for like a second. Like Kelly Ripa? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of their kids. Oh, wow. Kind of like sometimes I'll call my parents' house like in the middle of the day to ask like whatever. Yeah. Just, and my brother lives at home now because yeah. he finished college. Yay! And which... <laughs> finished college. That's the real, spookiest for real, thing. The spookiest thing. Like he finally, they finally... Jeremy's an adult. His, his internship paperwork and he's finally... A graduate and everything so he Yay. can put a college degree on his resumes it's great he'll answer the phone sometimes and i'll have to like ask like dad yeah and he's like jeremy and i'm like oh you sound like dad yeah and he's like okay the real spooky thing is everybody <laughs> and, having voice twins uh, this real spooky thing is talking on the phone mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we talking about today croissants croissants and how good they are We still Mm. need to do, at some point we will do probably a Patreon bonus episode once we get the Patreon up and running after your conference. No rush. Don't stress yourself out. I'm not, but in like three weeks, we're going to be all over that Patreon shit and you guys are going to be like, oh my God, so much Patreon content. I'm so glad that they waited to launch this. And then we're all going to high five and you're going to send me a picture of a Smithfield ham. But I think something that we could do on our Patreon is just a snack episode where we talk about Mm -hmm. snacks or... An ASMR episode <laughs> where we eat the snacks next to the microphone. <laughs> Do not listen if ASMR freaks you out. So we are actually talking about today the Zodiac, star charts, astrology, all of that shit. Because it's our birthday season. Yes! When this episode drops, I am two days out from turning 30. And I'm one week out from turning 29. Hey! So I'm about to be 30 flirty and thriving. Sasha's about to be 29 and dying. And and I just said 29 fine at the same time you said 29 and dying. 29 fine and staying alive. Staying alive. Staying in line, I guess, for rhymes. Because there's nothing wrong with turning 30. There's not. There's nothing wrong with turning 40. There's time. Can I actually, this is genuinely a thing that I had. Recently, it's been a lot of hosier. Oh, for me, it's been Lizzo. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, for a while, er, in the early days, the first, like, week, two weeks, it was a lot of Lizzo. And then that kind of transitioned into John Fratelli solo artists, mm. and then the Fratellis, and then, Hosier. and then that opened up this whole, like, hosier wormhole oh, that I've been cozily living in for the past couple of weeks. But this is how deeply the patriarchy gets you, even when you try not to. I feel fine about turning 30. Honestly, could not give less of a shit. Great. 
gonna drop kick into my 30s, kick the door down, bust some heads, do whatever I want, it's gonna be great. But I was on Hosier's Wikipedia page and I found out that he's like five months younger than me. No! And I had this visceral, the way I feel about Hosier is inappropriate because he's younger than me. Oh, so he's my, he's my age. Yeah, he's, like, he, he was born, he was in, born in March 1990. Ah! And yeah, see, so I had that and then I was what? like, he's a very attractive he was, gentleman. I thought he was older. I mean, right? Right? He has like this, like, he has this soulful voice, but he's a baby. So I had this genuine moment of like, it is inappropriate for me to be attracted to Hosier because he's five months younger than me. And then I kind of like, like feminist wide lensed that shit and I'm like I don't think twice when I'm like this actor who's 20 years older than me is hot I like Damien Kulash I like Damien Kulash who is well into his 40s and has two kids and has two kids granted he had them at the same time because they're twins but like he has two kids and I'm like that's totally appropriate that's totally appropriate but for me a woman to be older than the guy that I think is attractive I had a visceral no that's icky and I shouldn't do that and I was like the goddamn patriarchy <laughs> I'm two days older than my fiance yeah and that also took me like a second. A second, yeah. But then I was like, he he he, I am older and wiser. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, Hosier, you have such a soulful too, voice. Let me teach you things. Two whole days. Genuinely, older. I'm seeing Hosier, when you're listening to this next month, I'm seeing him in November. Ooh. And my Jack is like, if you leave me for Hosier, I understand. Because <laughs> that's where I'm at in my life. I just remembered a spooky thing that happened to me this week. Is it my love of Hosier? It's, it's related to time is moving and we're all dying. I hope he doesn't have a Google alert of his name with how many times I've said his name this episode. He's going to be like, what the fuck is happening? Make, make sure it's in the SEO. Yeah, I'm going to put in the description, Courtney's love of Hosier, comma, which is not inappropriate even though he's five months younger than her. Yes. And comma. Um, so I was looking at some like student records this week because I was looking for like who who has what counselor or whatever. Right. And the same page that has the counselor's name on the student's profile also has their birth date. Yeah. And I saw 2003 on it and was like, I'm dying because these <laughs> kids who are juniors and seniors were born in like 2002 and 2003. And then so I started poking around seeing like, okay, how old are some of these kids? And some of the oldest kids were born in 2001, like the end of 2001. Yeah. But most of them are 2002 or my juniors are 2003. The song Get Low by Lil Jon. Uh-oh came out first on an album before it came out as a single in the fall of 2002. Most of my no. students are younger than Get Low. To the window? To the wall. Yeah, that song. No. And I was, I posted a I Facebook status about it and 101, <laughs> 102 people reacted to it Jesus and lots Christ. of like reactions of like, I don't like this. And oh, I think my, no. my, my, my tweet and my Facebook post was something to the effect of like, most, Most of my, my students are younger than Get Low by Lil John, <laughs> and I said, time continues marching on, and with each step brings us closer to death. <laughs> well, on the one hand... And it got a lot of traction. I was going to say, on the one hand, I'm sad I missed this Facebook post, because my Facebook algorithm is just... Please go black. back and find it. Yeah, I'm going to. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm glad I missed it, because like it would give me an existential crisis. But on the other hand, I'm also sad I missed it. It's a lot of things. Yeah. So basically, the real spooky thing is aging. aging. Like, here's the thing. You don't need to feel bad about getting older. It's a natural process. I think our I think society death is scary. Yes, of course death <laughs> is scary because it's the unknown and we have a very healthy fear of the unknown because, you know, otherwise we're constantly and jumping off of cliffs. <laughs> yeah, if we don't fear the unknown, we're going to be like, "Oh, saber tooth tighter. Hello kitty." And then we're dead. Let me put my head in your mouth. I'm going to put my head in that. It's going to be fine. So, I think society built in concern about aging because it was a way to sell us insecurity that they could then sell us something to fix. You know, your biological clock is ticking. Yeah, it's like, oh, ladies, you're already hideous because you hit peak attraction at 25. And it's like, fuck you, I'm fucking hot as shit and I'm going to keep getting hotter. But if they teach me to be afraid of the natural things that are going to happen to my body because you can't stop time, then I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy the $47 wrinkle cream and I'm going to buy the $90 truth serum eye bullshit whatever. <laughs> like, do what you want to do. And if that's spend money on face masks, great, do it. But don't do it because you hate yourself for a natural process. You gotta that's, love yourself. You gotta love yourself. Be, what would Lizzo want from Right, you? I was gonna say, be like Lizzo, love yourself. Yeah, what Lizzo if, wants us, like, if, I if saw... You're capable of, if you're capable of loving Lizzo, then you're capable of loving yourself. Because that's what she wants for you. I yes. saw a tweet that was like, I want, she was, the person was like, my goal is to love myself as much as Lizzo wants me to. And it's like, that is a great goal. That's so great. let's, like, going into my 30s, you going into your 29s, 
Let's set that as a goal to love ourselves as much as Lizzo wants us to love yes. ourselves. And so, birthdays. Birthdays, Zodiac. Zodiac. We're not scared of our birthdays. <laughs> Hosier, I'm coming for you. Sweetie, sweetie, I'm not. I'm very happy with my Jack. But like, if Hosier's gonna offer, you know, you know, things the door, happen. Doors open. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think everyone would understand. Yeah, he's an immortal we found in a bog. Who's also, who's also a tiny, tiny baby. Nine. <laughs> yeah, like it's. <laughs> We've been taught some really weird, weird shit, shit. <laughs> and as ladies, we have internalized some really weird shit. So when you recognize that you're doing it, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Just stop. Oh, that's been Feminist Corner and talk about aging. Zodiac time and not the Zodiac killer, but no, like actual that was the Zodiac other thing. stuff. As I'm like Googling Zodiac, I had to keep being like, minus killer, minus cypher, minus <laughs> all of this shit. I thought <laughs> it was really Jay interesting Jill when like the, I was looking at Eastern Zodiac stuff in yeah. astrology and you were looking at Western. Western yeah. And one of the things about the um, Eastern Zodiac is its re- relation to animals. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that it's, it's interesting that like the Ch- uh, Chinese zodiac, the Eastern East Asian zodiac, is very d- associated with animals because the word zodiac derives from zodiacus, which is the Latinized form of the ancient Greek zodiacos, kyklos, which means the cycle or circle of little animals. Aww, and so zoidion is is the diminutive of zoion, which means animals, and the name so reflects the prominence of animals and mythological hybrids among the 12 signs, but when you look at, like, Western Zodiac symbols, not all of them have an associated animal, whereas, like, Eastern definitely does. It's 12 animals. Yeah. So it was just, like, really cool to see, like, the etymology of the word Zodiac. Can I just throw this out there? So last episode, we established that Garlic Squash Water is a great name for a band. Yeah. Garlic Squash Water's first album is called Zoididion. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. And it's all Hosier covers. <laughs> and like two Lizzo covers. And yes. that's it. That's the whole album. So the Patreon content coming your way soon. Let's start with talk about ourselves. Let's only ever talk about ourselves. Thank yes. God. So I did my charts. 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 I've never done my charts before. I mostly, because I didn't know what time of day I was born, so I texted my mom, and God bless my mom, my mom texts back, and she goes, make sure you note the time zone you were in, because otherwise your charts are going to be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And I hadn't said anything about charts. I was happy that one of my parents remembered. Nice. I think it was my dad. I don't know if, like, my mom doesn't know or what, but my dad was the first one to respond to To be like, oh, you were born at blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And, And it gels with what, like, I think I asked my parents when I was little, like, what time I was born, like, so, you know, when you're six, you're closer to 1990 than you are when you're 29, (laughs) (laughs) asked in 1998, right? So I... I think I, I like just remembered that I was born in the early afternoon, mm. but I was born in the early afternoon Japan time. So yeah. I would be sitting like at school, like counting, looking at the clock or whatever, but forgetting that I wasn't in the same time zone. I just remembered that because I was born in the, I was born in Hawaii mm-hmm. and because of that, <laughs> my ninth birthday, we were living in Japan. Uh-huh. And because my brother is an older brother, so everybody mm. who has an older brother knows they're kind of dicks. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. It's, called being an older sibling. But it was my birthday in Japan, and my brother goes, it's not your birthday yet because it's not your birthday in Hawaii and we're in a different time zone. Your birthday's tomorrow. And I started crying. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was like, but it's my birthday. And he goes, no, it's not. And oh I was like, <laughs> anyway. It's like such an older brother it's thing. It's such an What's- older brother thing. I am also a dick to my little brother. Because so you're an older I'm sibling. I'm an older sibling. It's your birthright. It's my birthright. <laughs> this other child showed up out of nowhere. How dare. Uh-huh. You get to do whatever you need to do to deal with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I used astro.com for the most part. And then I also tried to use CoStar, which I know you used. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up, if you're going to try to use CoStar, do not download the app if you don't already have it. I think something has happened to it because I got stuck in a weird ad loop. Yeah, I've had mine for like about a year. I think I downloaded it our last Halloween party because yeah. our hairdresser friend oh, Christy yeah, yeah. She's, had it and she recommended it. Yeah. yeah, it's no longer the same as it was. Like mm-hmm. I, I was reading the reviews and all the recent ones are like, even when you jump through all the hoops, it just mm-hmm. takes you through them again. It doesn't actually give you mm-hmm. So their website works, their app doesn't. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, my sun sign is Libra, which I knew. No doubt. <laughs> my moon is in Aquarius. And I'm Aquarius Ascendant, so I'm a super Aquarius-y Libra. But Hmm. what does that mean? What does that mean? And Sasha, 
You're Aquarius Ascendant and a Libra, correct? Yes. Great. So you're going to notice a clear line of demarcation <laughs> where notes that predated me finding that out and notes where after the fact I found that out. <laughs> I could have gone back in and made the whole thing about us, but I didn't because I was like, it's done. I'm not touching it again. <laughs> According to astrologyk.com, as a Sun Libra and Ascended Aquarius, I have a logical mindset that sets me apart from the typical Libra, but I may be less sociable than expected as well. Mm. And as I put in my notes, I love hanging out, though. I love being around people. Mm -hmm. But there's a point where both of us always want to go away after. Yeah, it's like I need to, like, my problem is because of my personality type, my sun sign, I guess, and just who I am, I will overextend myself to be around people Mm -hmm. and then I will neglect my personal well-being and be like, I know I'm tired, but I'm going to hang out with people instead of going to bed and then it goes badly. I'm concerned about the problems of social justice, and in my notes I put the real villain is the patriarchy, which ties in nicely to our earlier discussion about age and being attracted to things. Patriarchy, white supremacy, all of it's bad. All of it's bad. If anybody's a couple months younger than you and you're both consenting adults, who gives a fuck? (laughs) And I love learning new things, which is true. Same. Yeah. Again, you're going to see where it goes from me being like, I, 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 to we, 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 from where I found out that it was about us. Yeah. Anyway. I was born to travel and will spend most of my life abroad, I fucking wish, possibly even getting the fuck out of America. God, I wish. I always like to be in motion and seize every chance to go somewhere. I'm an idealist, but in such a way that it might unsettle other people who consider me strange. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that, no seems, that seems correct. While I don't care what people think of my personality, I get upset or angry when people don't live according to my ideals. You have 96 episodes of Spoop Hour to tell you that that is absolutely true of us. Mm-hmm. My Aquarius ascendant means I am less indecisive than the typical Libra, so I, quote, seldom hesitate about the position I need to take on this or that matter. I put in parentheses, I wish. I wish. Sometimes I- I'm like, boom, snap decision, and sometimes I'm like, I don't, like... <laughs> I'm cheaty from the good yeah. place sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> I can be stubborn or even fanatical, and again, I put in my notes, the real villain is the patriarchy. Right. <laughs> But in general, I am a good, loyal friend and usually a kind and pleasant person. I can abruptly lose my temper, but that usually passes pretty quickly. Which brings us to the dark side of Libra Sun Aquarius ascending. Mm -hmm. Per Astrology K, we are not a maniac, but we are definitely crazy. (laughs) And I really liked that. I was like, yep. Basically, we are constantly striving to be different from other people, which can be expressed in an eccentric manner of dressing. And I put in my notes, do dresses all the time count? Because that's mostly what I wear. Yeah. I guess that's kind of odd. Or because we're always trying to invent something, which is not true of me. I don't know if it's true of you. Mm. Do you invent things? I don't know if I invent things, but I do a lot of, like, remaking the wheel when I'm at work. Oh, maybe that's it. Because there are, like, so many different lessons that I do every oh. year. I've taught the same classes for this is my fifth year in the row teaching the same class. Yeah. And I never do something the same each year. <laughs> I just will be like, yeah, this worked last year, but what if I What if I do it else? differently this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are so driven by trying to be different that any idea we have that can be implemented in real life is too simple to succeed. <laughs> People closest to us are, quote, constantly in despair at the chaos around us. And our house looks like a place of catastrophe, so people are inclined to, quote, leave us to mess around in our mud. And as I put in my notes, gross, I'm not P.D. Gualtini's pet ham. But I understand this. I understand this. I And I, yeah, Jack and I have to stay on top of my mess, basically. Oh, I'm, um, I, like, I'm not, like, super tidy, but, like, there's I'm, a limit to how much mess I will allow. I have clutter, and then the clutter gets too much, and then I get overwhelmed and anxious, and oh. then I cry about it, and then Jack cleans up for me. <laughs> oh. And then I, I, and then I get guilty, and so I do the rest afterwards. See, for but, me, I have a, like... A medium level of clutter where I hit and I'm like, this is too much. And then I clean it and then I feel better. Mm -hmm. And then it stays that way for like six weeks and then I fuck it up again. According to Astrology K, love and family, basically more of the same, blah, blah, blah. We're super loyal, blah, blah, blah. We are a, quote, delightful lover. And I put in my notes, mind your own business, Astrology K. (laughs) And blah, blah, blah. We like basic white boys. I put in my notes. I'm reading between the lines. It says that... I mean, I for sure do. Okay, I don't. It says, I'm attracted by people with extreme conformism, which I think means basic white boy. And I, like, I'm not mad at basic white boys, but as I, again, put in my notes, I'm an equal opportunity objectifier. Like, yeah. I like basic white boys. I like non-white boys who are non-basic. 
Also, we can have twins, and the firstborn will be injury-prone. So, watch out for that. Oh, yikes. Yeah, because you're not having kids, but <laughs> nope. I'm planning on it. <laughs> I'm like, shut down, ah. shut down. Well, the good thing about being an ascendant is that it's just, it's just a mask. It's not necessary. Ah. It's like... It's how you present to people before you, like, let them in. Gotcha. And then, and it can be seen kind of, like, in your personal style and, Mm -hmm. like, how you just kind of come off to people. But then when you first meet. Right. And then as you get to know people, then you're no longer, like, putting on that mask. Right. But the other thing is, you know, like, it can, some some people surmise that it becomes less relevant as you get older. Yeah. um, Because you become more confident in who you are and what you're supposed to be. And then also it changes every two hours. Hmm. The, not, like, you and I are always going to be yeah. Aquarius Ascending, but, like, based on when we were born... If we'd been born two hours later, later we'd have been, been something else. else. And so that's why it, like, is, like, important to have your correct birth time for your charts. Yeah. You know, I'm born on October 15th, you know, 2.45 Japan time, right? Right. But, like, I had a classmate who was also born October 15th, 1990, but he was born, like, in you know, Georgia and was born in the, you know, at night. And so we were still pretty different people. Like we had some like similar characteristics, Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. And I think as ever, take it with a grain of salt. Mm. Like obviously not everybody is the same and this isn't 100% a science, but like some of it can be true for you. Some of it can't be true for you. One thing that is for sure not accurate for me, but once I found out that you were Mm -hmm. an Aquarius ascendant Libra, I was like, this actually kind of sounds like Sasha because word for word from Astrology K, Mm -hmm. your father probably was engaged in agriculture, trade, or cattle breeding. Wasn't your dad in forestry? Our family has a farm. Oh, there you go. We straight up have a, we had a cattle farm. There you go. Now it's just vegetables, but Boom. like we had cows for most of my life. That's 100% not yeah. true of my family, but that's fine. What, what I do love is like in, in the co-stars, like explanation of Ascendant Aquarius, it says your unconventional interests may seem eccentric or pretentious to others. Hey! And I will say, I don't know about pretentious, but we have a fucking paranormal We do. Podcast. And people's response is, oh, that's really niche. Yeah. Yeah. It also could be that father disappeared when we were still children, and then it turned out that he lived abroad. No. no. I mean, my dad lived abroad, but he... Like, brought like, you guys with, with him. him. Like, <laughs> I was born, and he was there, and then he had to go back to Michigan to finish his graduate degree. Yeah. And then my mom and I followed him when I was old enough to travel. Yeah, so, like... So, like, he... he like, technically, yes, he left, but he also wasn't gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, my dad was in the military, so he'd go on deployment, but, like... He came back. Oh, yeah. And, like, we knew where he was. It was just he had to go someplace else for a little bit. Yep. Anyway, relatives, especially our brothers, had a great influence on the position that you occupy in life. That's not true for me. I don't think it's true for you either. But okay. I, I, my, if my position in life is constantly worrying about my brother, then yeah. Then yes, it does. <laughs> we will also enjoy great respect and get many friends. I think so. From career and money perspectives, success will come to us because of our personal effort and talents, but due to intrigues of people trying to take us down, complications will arise. We'll go on a lot of finance business trips. I don't know. Uh. And we will likely have two sources of income, and our work may be of a secret nature. I mean, if we get this Patreon up and running, we technically will have another secret income, a secret income but it'll probably be like a dollar. I mean, it might be three whole dollars. It might be three whole dollars. I will say, if we're talking about what my what limits my income, it's because I work for a public school system. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I work for nonprofits. Like, yeah, like there's a limit. Anyway, <laughs> it's funny you should say that because people like us can become good teachers. Uh, what? 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 Literally the next sentence. Or scientists, or workers in foreign affairs, or traveling. We are eternal students, and I did briefly work in foreign affair yeah. nonprofit tree. And, and we it's are eternal well students. We're constantly researching for this. We like yeah. we have like a natural curiosity, which is we something do. that I I've been trying to teach, especially my juniors with yeah. this like research stuff. Like like yeah, I have a podcast that I do weekly with my you know with my friend and. Like, I have to research every week, Mm -hmm. and because I practice researching, it gets easier every time I do it. And then you get excited when you find stuff. And so, like, I'm trying to break it down into, like, small steps for them, because I'm like, I just need you guys to have, like, a natural curiosity so you know how to use Google, and you know how to find good stuff. Yeah. Through Google, and through Wikipedia, and, like, everything like that. So you have those resources, because all of you have a fucking smartphone. (laughs) We do have a tendency towards emotional instability, so to mitigate our attempts to dramatize events, we should rest and meditate. 
Yes, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody should, honestly. I think everybody has that in them. Side note, according to TrustedPsychicMediums.com, so a super reputable source, (laughs) Aquarius rising is the sign of genius. (laughs) We are super imaginative, forward-thinking, and are here to restore peace and humanity to a world full of chaos and hatred. Hell, yes. It sounds like I made it up, but trusted psychic mediums would not lie. I would agree. (laughs) We greatly value our own independence and freedom, helping others, and generally have a sharp memory. Good. But what makes us geniuses is that we are associated with sudden realizations, sharp intellect, and a highly evolved sense of intuition. Mm. We are mysterious, and we may even be mystics because of how much of the bigger picture we can see. Mm. Are you ready to hear where we're different? Yes. Okay, so I have an Aquarius moon. You don't. No, I have, my moon is in Virgo. So per Allure.com, Aquarius, an Aquarius moon, Aquarius is the most humanitarian sign of the Zodiac. So Aquarius mooners like me experience emotions as part of the collective experience. Mm. I am fueled by egalitarianism. So I emote based on my values rather than my sensitivities. Mm. I am driven to do the right thing always, even if that means deprioritizing my own needs. Per starslikeyou.com, I am unique and progressive and I'm hair flip. Not like other girls. Nice. <laughs> because there is something about me that separates me from everyone else. Much like Jughead in season one of Riverdale, oh, in parentheses, God. not I'm that weird. I've been rewatching Riverdale. I'm weird. I'm because weird. I'm kind of on the outside, I have the ability to interpret the world from a unique perspective. It's because you're weird. It's because I'm weird. Have you seen this hat? It's Why weird. do you think I wear it? It's because it's weird. Sasha can report, I am always wearing a hat. I am inclined towards objectivity in my emotional responses. Mm-hmm. I am more comfortable with words and ideas than I am with sentimentality, which is not typical for Libras. Mm-hmm. I'm not unemotional. I just seek out objectivity and reason when dealing with emotions. I spend the bulk of my emotional life being connected to others, spending my energies nurturing the group with my natural talents in human dynamics. Mm-hmm. But oops, I can overdo this and neglect personal concerns. That I know for sure is true about me. Because yeah. I way overextend myself. Yeah. In general, I have a broad social cachet and know people from all walks of life. I also have a degree of eccentricity, and I may be a bit eccentric, but also highly original. The fun way StarsLikeYou.com puts it is, and it's like the nicest thing that's ever been said about me, except for Spoop Hour reviews, quote, deeply original, you will have a flair for independent analysis and thinking outside the box. You can be a great friend and supportive colleague through your ability to see the human condition in all its myriad and amazing forms. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Do you want to kick me back down to Humbletown? Because I have, from Thought Catalog, every Zodiac has something that's annoying about them. Do you want to hear what Libras is? Yes. (laughs) It's being indecisive and codependent. Yeah, so my moon is in Virgo, and it means that my emotional self is analytical and responsible and pacifying, but I'm also a bundle of nerves, and I see, struggle Yay. with the need to be pure, but I like maybe just like be stable and yeah, be, yeah, yeah. be safe. That may come out in self-sacrificing or nitpicky tendencies, and because it's in my seventh house, I find security and safety through close relationships and long-term partnerships. So yes, hey. I am dependent and anxious. I mean, I put in my notes, except my moon's in Aquarius, so I'm super decisive and objective and independent, bitches. Huh. <laughs> Thought Catalog likens us to that friend who gets in a relationship and then forgets about all their other friends. Mm. They say it's because we rely on others for validation and happiness, and in neglecting ourselves, we place our sole identity in the hands of someone else. But then we smother that one person and it can be exhausting to spend time with us. We are also easily distracted and are too people-pleasy to give an honest opinion, so that's a bummer. Hmm. I would say that you and I are good about not being... I mean, obviously, we have lots of friends and we still hang out with them. We're good about not doing the smothery... No. We only throw ourselves into our relationships thing. I was going to say, I think it is very true about me. I highly value my sense of independence. Yeah. So, like, every relationship I've been in, I'm like, I don't want you in my business all the time. I want to, like, do shit on my own still. Yeah. And I even yeah. live with my partner, and I'm we're, both of us are still like, yep, all right, yep. I'm going to go sit in this room and work on my podcast. I'm going to yep. sit in this room and play I'll Fire Emblem. see you gonna, when I see you. Yeah, like, <laughs> still value that yeah. um, independent streak. Do you want to hear some famous Libras? Sure. It goes from meh to amazing. Kim Kardashian. Okay. Meh. Sure. Zac Efron. Okay. Listening. Cardi B. Yeah. And I put on my notes, they call her Cardi B. She runs this shit like cardio. Which is my favorite <laughs> Cardi B lyric. Bruno Mars, Simon Cowell, Nick Cannon, 
and my favorite conspiracy theory subject, Avril Lavigne. The funny thing about Simon Cowell is like he's a judge, right? So yeah. he has to be decisive in things. But I feel like just being a Libra in general. He's a, yeah, good luck with that. But he's the scales. He's the scales. Maybe yeah, his true. moon is he's in a fair. decisive place. Probably. And that's the thing. Like, yeah. even as you were reading your thing about your moon, I think the thing with the zodiac is it is general enough mm-hmm. that I think we all have aspects of it. Because, like, my moon isn't in Virgo. Right. And some of the things you were saying about that, I'm like, oh, I'm definitely guilty of doing that. I've done that. I've done that. So, like, I think that's where the Zodiac gets you. It can't be wrong because it's all kind of general and we all have those moments where we overextend ourselves, where we smother a partner, Mm -hmm. where we do this, where we do... And so that's how it gets And the other thing is, like, with with the Western Zodiac and you're doing a star chart, a lot of planets don't move for a while. So you can have people in entire generations who are similar. So, like... You and I both have our Pluto in Scorpio, and we both have our Neptune in Capricorn, and our Uranus is in Capricorn. It's also out of this world. Um, (laughs) And it produces a weird gas that smells like farts. Is your Saturn in Capricorn, too? My Saturn is in Capricorn, yeah. Yeah, Saturn is both in Capricorn, and and like my app says similar to Christy and Jack and four others, which is the same thing that happens with like the other planets that haven't moved, Yeah, is that it's... It's very similar there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know. It's a. It's not a science. It's not a science. Maybe but it's don't, fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun, but, like, don't make big life decisions because you're like, oh, I'm a Libra. I got to do this. And it's yeah. like, no, that's not necessarily, like, the reason you should be yeah. doing anything. What I do like about CoStar is that they give you, like, a nice little, like, rundown of your day. Oh, nice. Tell you, like, where you're going to have, like, pressures or power or trouble or... And just, like, a a thought to think about for the day, like, something to reflect on. And Mm -hmm. it's just, like, oh, like, it just re-centers you a little bit. My coworkers and I, I have... It's, you know, in education you have mostly women. But one of my favorite things is at lunch we all sit together and our oldest member of our department, he's one of the football coaches and he (laughs) always reads the Washington Post while he's eating lunch with us. Yeah. And he'll get to the style section and we're eating lunch and we're coming coming to the end and he goes, okay, horoscope time. And then he'll read all of our horoscopes out and then we all sit there. And because we're English teachers and we like to analyze things, we like, we'll be like, ooh, what's going on here? And we talk about it. There's some Something so fun about reading horoscopes in a group of people. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm around my coworkers, if I'm around Jack and his family, whoever I'm around, if I have access to a horoscope, I'm gonna be like, ooh, what are you? Oh, well, yeah. today you're gonna do blah, blah, blah. Because it's just fun and it's silly. It's just fun and silly. And it's fun to have fun. Yep, it's fun to have I fun. know that's a groundbreaking statement here on Spoop Hour. <laughs> just, but, like, it can be fun to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, do you wanna get into history? History, yeah. Okay, yeah, do you wanna go history. west, go east? Let's go. Let's go west first, and then I'll finish up with east okay. stuff. I put in my notes per Wikipedia, so that's clearly a typo. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Wikipedia with a Q. Give them money. Wikipedia, not Wikipedia. I don't know what Wikipedia is. Indo-European peoples have been using astrology since the third millennium BC, mm-hmm. mostly as like a calendar type thing, okay. and that was to predict seasonal shifts and interpret celestial communications as like what God is saying. Mm -hmm. So you figure, you know, back in the day, it is a value to know generally like it's gonna get cold around this time. Mm -hmm. So we know we gotta take our crops in by then because otherwise we're fucked. And then it's like, oh, and then the ground will soften at this point so we can plant our crops then. So you gotta have some sort of like prediction mechanism to see where that's going. So early on astrology was just like a way to do that. And then also they were like, Obviously, God is moving these stars, or the gods, or many gods, or one god, or whoever. Somebody is moving these stars, and they're probably trying to convey a message to us. Sure. Sounds right. Yeah. And what's crazy, and what surprised me, it was actually considered a scholarly pursuit until the 17th century. That seems very late to be buying into astrology as like a 100% science. Meanwhile, us in the 21st century, we're like, I'm a Libra. I'm I'm being such a Libra right now, you guys. (laughs) once astronomy started appearing and we started figuring out stuff like the world is not the center of the universe but the sun is and that big shiny thing is a gaseous ball that's a gaseous ball (laughs) that's not a god or anything it's not a dung beetle it's just a big ball we figured out what planets are and that we're not the only one stuff like that so astronomy was on the rise and then people were like you know, this astrology thing kind of doesn't hold up anymore because we we made a lot of generalizations based on stuff that we now know is not true. It's a load of bunk. Yep, so it started getting pushed aside as this, like, pseudoscience whatever. 
Western astrology has its roots in Ptolemy's Tetrabiblos, which is from the second century. Mm-hmm. You, <laughs> I put in my notes, you may remember Ptolemy from such works as being a mathematician, <laughs> astronomer, and geographer. But his Tetrabiblos was exclusively about astrology. Hmm. It focused on the effects of astronomical cycles on what goes on here on Earth. Basically, each star had an impact on universal unity or cosmic harmony. Okay. And any astrology that didn't take into account the literal movement of the stars was crap science. So it's like, if you're trying to do astrology and you're not thinking about that star started here, it's now over here, that's going to have an impact on, like, cosmic harmony. Yeah. You're not doing astrology right. While Ptolemy wasn't the first to posit such a thing, he was the first to compile all these theories into some sort of system to show that astrology is based on logic. Okay. So he took all the things that people knew to be true about astrology and then was like, logically, if we apply X to X, it means Y. So he tied the stars to the four Aristotelian qualities. Mm -hmm. Basically, Aristotle thought everything was made up of hot, cold, wet, and dry. Okay. Seems pretty legit. Basically, every celestial cycle would respond to, or or it would correspond to a change in the heating, cooling, moistening, or drying effects of the atmosphere. So in turn, you know, when the atmosphere was drier or when it was, you know, wetter or hotter Mm -hmm. or colder, that would then correspond with predictable human behaviors. So it's like, okay, this star moved. That's going to mean that everything is going to get hotter. Now that the atmosphere is hotter, people are going to behave like whatever. Yeah. And Ptolemy built in a safeguard in case any of the predictions of astrology came out wrong. Mm -hmm. He said that due to the existence of quote-unquote evident rascals who claim they know about astrology without actual skill or study, inaccurate prophecies get made. Mm -hmm. So if a prophecy is wrong, it's probably just because you went to a sham astrologer. It's not his fault. And then astrological advice is also just guessing when Mm -hmm. you get down to it. So Ptolemy is like... I know you're thrilled to get some free advice and you're really excited to make decisions based on it, but remember it's not necessarily flawless because who are we to interpret the actions of the universe? Right. And that's a brief overview of Western astrology. Cool. So Eastern astrology is going to be different. So let's start first. Okay, Chinese astrology and then we'll go into the Chinese zodiac. Cool. So with Chinese astrology, it's based on astronomy. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, your calendars, right? So looking at the times of year and all of that. Mm-hmm. It came to flourish during the Han Dynasty, which is the 2nd century BCE up to the 2nd century, the Common Era. Mm-hmm. It has a close relation with Chinese philosophy. So thinking about the theory of three harmony, heaven, earth, and water. Uh-huh. And then also using the principles of yin and yang, which are mm-hmm. concepts that are not found in Western astrology. And some of the other concepts that are in here are the Wu Jing, which is five phases, the 10 celestial stems, the 12 earth branches, the lunar solar calendar, which is the moon calendar and the sun calendar, the time calculation after year, month, day, and then Shichen, which is by hour, which is kind of like with our rising signs, which is it changes every two hours. There's also some of that in Chinese astrology. So basically there are five, um, we're looking at the five elements, which are heaven, earth, and Confucian morality, and the five classical planets which are Venus, which is metal, or known as the white tiger, Jupiter, which is wood, or known as the azure dragon, Mercury, which is water, known as the black tortoise, Mars, which is fire, or the vermilion bird, or like the phoenix, Mm -hmm. and then Saturn, which is earth, and the yellow dragon. So according to Chinese astrology, a person's destiny can be determined by the position of the major planets at the person's birth, along with the positions of sun, moon, comets, and then the time of birth, Mm -hmm. and then their zodiac animal. So this would follow the orbit of Jupiter around the sun, and Chinese astronomers divided the celestial circle into 12 sections and then rounded it to 12 years, which is like 11.86 years was the actual thing they rounded up. And then basically you're computing your fate and your destiny based on this birthday and stuff, just Mm -hmm. like with Western astrology. One of the major elements of Chinese astrology is the Chinese zodiac, Mm -hmm. which is the animal's that we assign to ourselves based on what year we're born. Yeah. And it's a 12-year cycle. It's really 11.85. We're just going to say 12. <laughs> we're just going to round up. Round up. We don't do math um, on this podcast. But a lot of, it's uh, there. It's not just Chinese, because variations appear in most Asian countries, regions, and specifically Japan, Korea, Vietnam, Cambodia, and Thailand. Mm-hmm. And it has you know connections to Buddhism as well. So like if you've got a Buddhist country, you've probably got Chinese zodiac somewhere in there. Yeah. Or West Eastern zodiac. And so the signs are, start with rat, 
and then ox, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, or sheep, depending on where you are, monkey, rooster, dog, and then ends with pig. The animal signs are assigned by year and represent how others perceive you or how you present yourself. And basically there are also animal signs, so it's not just year, because you can also have animal signs that are assigned by month, which mm -hmm. are inner animals, and by day, which is the true animal, and then hours, which are secret animals. Okay, so those are still kind of like your moon is in yeah. whatever, and your um, ascending is whatever. Right, so like for example, you could have been born in the year of the dragon, but you might also be a snake internally, which is because of your month, and an ox truly because of what day you were born, and hmm. a goat secretively based on what time you were born. The, Does it list out what what is what? Can we do ours? I think we can, yeah. <laughs> so I remembered as you were talking about like Eastern Zodiac and it's 11.86 and not 12 and whatever. I remembered a story that I saw a few years ago that was like, oops, we just discovered there's another Zodiac. So everybody's Zodiac signs are wrong because of the existence of the 13th Zodiac sign, Ophiuchus. And so that had to take up some time. And so basically it shifted everybody's ones so that instead of being uh, Libras, you and I would be Virgos. And I remember when I found this article, I was like, but I'm such a Libra. I'm not a Virgo. Yeah. And I was like, that can't be. And then I was like, I mean, this is all dumb and made up anyway, so who cares? But like the response to it was people being like, are we just going to pretend that Eastern astrology doesn't exist because they took into account this 13th constellation and said it corresponded to whatever the hell else. But it was just like a fun thing where it's just like, oh my God, I'm not a Libra anymore. Okay, so based on the time you were born, I am, my internal animal is a monkey. Okay. Because that's when monkeys become lively is when uh, I was born. 2.45 p.m. You are a sheep. Sheep, okay. It is said that if sheep ate grass at this time, they would grow it stronger. Hmm. 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 Okay, and then your inner animal is... Oh, both of us are dogs. Because Bork. we were born... In October? In, well, October, yeah. Yeah. So, horse, dog, and then I'm a sheep. I'm a snake, dog, monkey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so horse, dog, sheep. Snake, and dog, monkey. you're a snake, dog, monkey. And so... You know, that, that's something just to, like, further look into that you don't have to be... Kind of like with, you know, you are born in the month for time frame of Libra. You don't yeah. have to, like, adhere only to Libra traits. Yeah. And so there's, yeah, there's also four pillars that you can also find through there. Four pillars oh. of destiny through your, your zo animal zodiac. And that one will be the year animal and element, the month animal and element, the day animal and element, and then the hour animal element, and those four columns will provide information about, like, what you can expect for your whole life. Wow. That's intense. Yeah. So there's also, there's, there's it, it further breaks down into trines as well, and so the first trine is rat, dragon, and monkey, and so they're intense and powerful individuals capable of great good who make great good leaders but can be unpredictable. Mm -hmm. There's a second trine, which is ox, snake, and rooster, and those are three signs said to possess endurance and application with slow accumulation of energy but meticulous at planning and tending to hold fixed opinions. Hmm. They are said to be intelligent, hardworking, modest, industrious, loyal, philosophical, patient, good-hearted, and morally upright, but can also be self-righteous, egotistical, vain, judgmental, narrow-minded, and petty. <laughs> so, Wait a second, was that was that was snake. snake in there? Yeah, snake I was like, there. I'm super petty sometimes. Yeah. I love petty, low-stakes drama that doesn't impact me. Yeah. I'm in the third train, which is tiger, horse, and dog. Mm -hmm. These three signs are s said to seek true love, to pursue humanitarian causes, to be idealistic and independent, but also being impulsive. They can be productive, enthusiastic, independent, engaging, dynamic, honorable, loyal, and protective, but also rash, rebellious, quarrelsome, anxious, disagreeable, and stubborn, mm. which are all things that <laughs> describe me. Yeah. <laughs> and then the fourth train is rabbit, goat, and pig. Okay. Um, these three signs are said to have a calm nature and be a somewhat reasonable approach, and they're very into like aesthetic beauty and artistic, and they're compassionate and well-mannered, but they mm -hmm. can also be a little bit detached mm -hmm. and insecure. Interesting. So the Zodiac origin stories, basically, they're, the most common one is called the Great Race which is an ancient folk story that says that the Jade Emperor decreed that the years on the calendar would be named for each animal in the order they reached him. To get there, the animals would have to cross a river. 
So the cat and the rat were very bad at swimming, but they were both quite intelligent. They decided the best and fastest way to cross the river was to hop on the back of Ox. Ox, being kind-hearted and naive, agreed to carry them both across. Kind-hearted and naive Ox agreed to carry them both, and as Ox was about to reach the other side, the rat pushed the cat into the water and then jumped off the ox and rushed to the Jade Emperor, and that's why he's number one on the oh, cycle. Um, and then he, Ox he is dick. second. Yeah. yeah, and then Ox did it like yeah. the good way. Third was Tiger, and then... It, even though it was strong and powerful, the currents were pushing him downstream, so oh, it took yeah, him hard, yeah. a longer time than the ox. Which is funny, because tigers are actually really good swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. But compared to the ox, who is large and could just, like, walk That's across... That's true. That's why you use your oxen to ford the river yeah. in uh, Oregon Trail. Yeah. And in, then sometimes In Okinawa, they, they use a lot of oxen on the islands for travel and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, then it was uh, rabbit, and then dragon, and then horse, snake, goat, monkey, and rooster... And then Dog should have been the best swimmer and runner, but it spent its time playing. Aww, that's so wholesome! Yeah, and then the final, oh. the last one, the last one was the pig because he got hungry halfway and had to stop oh, for a That snack. isn't a damn mood. So <laughs> I might actually be pig zodiac sign. You might ask me, <laughs> Sasha, wasn't there a cat? There's no cat in the no. Zodiac. So in this one version of the story, the cat... I just assumed that by cat you meant tiger. No. Oh, no. The cat drowned and didn't make it into the Zodiac. Fuck um, you, rat. So this Jesus. is the reason cats always hunt rats but also hate water. But there are also variations, and this is why before we recorded, I said I was going to talk about the anime Fruits Basket. You did. <laughs> Sasha was like, I'm going to talk about this, 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 and the anime Fruits Basket. And I was like, what? What's happening? <laughs> so the... It, this ties up to, with um, Fruits Basket, but th there's another variation of the story where they get this invitation, and the rat still deceived the ox by letting it jump onto its sure, back, sure, and then sure. the ox da 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 da. But there was the reason. But that one, the cat's not on the ox's back because. The, the cat was like, fuck your race. The cat was tricked by the rat, and it didn't go to the banquet. Basically, oh. there was an invitation saying that, oh, Jade Emperor wants to invite you to a banquet, and rat gave the wrong time to oh. um, the cat. So cat was just like, shit, I thought it was tomorrow. My yeah. bad, guys. In Buddhism, Gautama Buddha summoned all the animals of Earth to come before him from his departure of his Earth, but only 12 animals actually came to bid him farewell. Oh. And to re reward the animals who came to him, he named a year after each one of them, and the years were given to them in order they arrived. So in, in Fruits Basket, Fruits Basket, Mostly I just like to think that cats are kind of like above all our worldly concerns. So they're like, no, I'm good. I don't want to go to your weird banquet race thing. I'm good. Yeah. So in Fruits Basket, I'll there is this family that's called the Somas. Mm -hmm. And they are basically cursed to turn into their animal forms when they're weak, stressed, or when they're embraced of anyone of the opposite sex who's not possessed by the Zodiac like zodiac spirit mm. so like they themselves like within their family if there's a brother and a sister they can like you know like hug or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like you can you can bump into them and nothing will happen yeah but sometimes like when they fight like you have the the relative who is the rat and then you also have their cousin who's the cat and they start fist fighting and then oh. they both go poof and turn into their animals and like <laughs> Destroy everything. Gotcha. Um, I believe Soma means body because Soma Pai is another, like, mm -hmm. uh, Reiki-style healing thingy. Yeah. So, basically, there's this one girl whose name is Toru, and she has had, like, just, like, really bad luck, and just, stuff has not been going well for her, but she has a very positive spirit, mm -hmm. like, energy and spirit, and she's just trying to, like, just get through her life. And then she ends up living with the Somas after discovering one of, like, basically their secret, because mm. th some, something happens, there's a fight, and then she tries to, like, split it up, and she, like, touches two of them, oh. and then they all, like, poof into animals, and she's like, what am I seeing? What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> and then she realizes that, like, her acceptance of each one of them and, like, her compassion, like, kind of brings them together okay. and has them, like, kind of reconcile, and eventually will, like her her presence there will help them all kind of get over this curse eventually like mm -hmm. she's and her thing is that like she is i think a dog by birth but she just wanted to be a cat and then because she heard the story about the rat tricking the cat yeah but then yeah and so she does meet the one family member who is a cat so it still follows that yeah. story and it's it's like 
she she shows him compassion and everything, which mm-hmm. no one else does. Aww. In other countries, basically, they're similar to Chinese Zodiac. The Korean one is... Korean and Japanese are pretty close, except that instead of goat, they go to sheep instead. Okay. And then in Japanese, they picked the wild boar or in- inoshishi instead mm-hmm. of pig. So that's why when you oh. asked me, like what year is it? And I was like, because uh, I was thinking really hard and I could see the Inoshishi shape in my head and I was and like... And you're like, what is that? <laughs> wild boar. But I was like, there's got to be a different name for that. It's a pig. <laughs> Vietnamese says water buffalo instead of ox. And then the fourth animal is actually the cat, not the rabbit. Oh! Yeah, so like your brother would be a cat, not yeah. a rabbit. No, your brother's a tiger. My, your my dad, brother's a tiger. My dad would be a dad cat, a not, cat a rabbit. not a rabbit. Cambodian zodiac, uh, zodiac is has the dragon interchangeable with a neek, which is a Cambodian sea snake. Oh, that's cool. And then also sheep and goat are flipped. Yeah. And then China, in China, uh, Cambodia, they start their new year in April. Hmm. And then so Cambodian new year is in April. Japanese new year is January 1st, like with the Gregorian calendar. Mm-hmm. Lunar new year is usually like February-ish, yeah. right? And then... Thai also includes the the neek, that water snake, as uh, a dragon. Mm-hmm. And then their Thai Lunar New Year is also, is the first day of the fifth month. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, but they still celebrate it in like April sometimes. So gotcha. there's like some variations and yeah. whatnot. But mostly the same. I know that when I was in like elementary school, I was really obsessed. Like whenever we went to Japan, if I saw any like goods that had horse, especially in... 2002 mm-hmm. when I got to go and like everything was horse themed I collected everything I could find I found like charms I nice. found Hello Kitty things like everything that I could find that was related to Year of the Horse I picked up Limited 2 when we were in elementary oh, school Limited two. had a lot of Zodiac stuff and so I owned a lot of Libra shirts yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking up the next one will be when I'm 32 I think, right? Um, it should be when I turn 32, so 20, 2022, right? The next one? Or is it 20, 2026? 20, 26. Yep. What am I... Oh. Seven years from now? Seven years from now. Because 2014 was oh, the last year of the Yeah, house. so 12, 12, 24, 36. Yeah, 36. I know math. Like I said earlier, we don't do math on this podcast, and there's a reason. I'm an English teacher. We don't have to do math. Yeah, and I did go to Japan in 2014 as well, and I got Uh, some horse charms as well, so... Okay, so then, by this account, you gotta go to Japan in 2026. Yes. Yeah. Because otherwise, your streak will be broken, and then you'll lose all your points and have to go back to the beginning. Back, all the way back to 1990, because I was also in Japan in 1990. All the way back to 1990. (laughs) Um, And yeah. then you can stop this. You can go back in time and you can change the course of history and you can save us some Exactly. Show. My Please. favorite thing was I have a family member. She married into the family mm-hmm. um, and she was exactly 12 years older than me. Nice. And so when I met her in two, well, I met her when I was younger, but then yeah. we were always like, oh, we're both Umadoshi. Yeah. You know, we're both Year of the Horse. And then she got married in 2002 to my mom's cousin, and I was in her wedding, but we were both like, what a great year. <laughs> like, Best year So I was, I was 11, I was going to turn 12, and nice. she was 24. Yeah, so. it's good that she wasn't getting married at 11. No, no, no. That'd be inappropriate. Yeah. So I need to, yeah, I can't wait to go back and see her this Yay. winter. Yeah, so. It's not the year of the horse. It's not the year of the horse, but I get to go see my kindred horse spirit. as auspicious, but it'll still be pretty yeah, damn auspicious. Because I got to go to Japan. Boom. Boom. All right, cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. As always, uh, Twitter and Instagram at SweepHour. Email SweepHour at gmail.com for your spoopy stories and all of that. Did you know you went to Japan this year, too? I did. It's been the same year. I know. Yeah. This happened last year, too, when I went to Australia, and then I was like, fuck, this year has been long. I went to Australia. You went to Japan. <laughs> I went to I'm Japan. also going to Japan, and it's yeah. still the same year. It's still the same year. We've just had a lot of really long years, we you have. guys. It's... Anyway, it's, we're fine. We're fine. It's fine. So, yeah, as always, you know, keep listening. Yep. Keep hanging out. Yep. Have a good time. Send us good Don't vibes. Don't let anyone feel, make you feel bad about how old you are. Yeah, that's true. You if, are beautiful and intelligent and wonderful the way you are. If you want to crush on Hosier or you want to crush on Lizzo, do it. Go for it. You have our blessing. Godspeed. Tell us on Twitter what zodiacs you are. Yeah. Like, go and look up everything. All of your zodiacs. Find all your charts for and Eastern like, and Western. And yeah, and then like, like combine them and be like, I'm a Libra horse monkey. I'm unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. And then fight crime. So have fun crime fighting. Hello, everyone. My name is Jim. Hi, my name is Kit Karen. 
And we host the Forgotten News Podcast. Jim, I know we're in the middle of recording the promo for our podcast, but a thought just occurred to me. Okay. People praise the future because it is blank and featureless. They are afraid of the past because it is full of real and living things. Kit. Hey, that is absolutely true for most people, but not for us. On our podcast, we tell true stories from before you were born. Stories that made headlines maybe for a day or a week, then disappeared just suddenly. It might be a true crime story or an unsolved mystery. It might be a strange or spooky story. It might even be a funny story. <laughs> and if you want to hear some exciting stories about Franklin Roosevelt, Susan B. Anthony, or Alexander Hamilton, well, I'm sorry, you'll need to find a different podcast. Yes, indeed. Because our show tells the stories of the footnote people from history. And sometimes the people who didn't even make it into the footnotes. If you are someone who would like to hear lost but true stories from long ago, then you should definitely listen to the Forgotten News Podcast. Yep. The Forgotten News Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, also known as iTunes, and nearly every podcatcher out there. So don't be afraid, cat. Just tune in and listen to the Forgotten News Podcast. Uh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God.